Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Holly Holton. Holly, you are raising six children. I raised five. And that is, that's an incredible amount of cheerleading and clapping and running yourself crazy, as I think you just did today. <laughs> yes. And so, Luann, I just want to tell you and other people, like, I am a normally a very realistic person. I can border on pessimism, um, but I'm definitely not optimistic. And so we ended up um, at a cross-country meet because my son is doing cross-country and we had to volunteer. And literally, my only job was to clap. <laughs> that was like my only <laughs> job. And as a mom and as you know, a co-worker or whatever your title may be, sometimes our only jobs are just to clap. And can I tell you, it felt so good just to clap for people as they finish the race that was set before them. You know, I think that's so funny because you and I are a lot alike in certain areas. <laughs> but I think for me, sometimes just standing there applauding and clapping is sometimes the hardest thing because I want to fix it. I am a, okay, here's three points on how to make this better. <laughs> and, and sometimes all your children or all the people that you're working with or all the people that you love in your family, all they really need is for you to cheer them on. Yes. And, you know, it was such, I mean, it felt awkward at first, I'm going to admit. I have no idea who these people are. You know, again, I'm not this, I was a cheerleader in high school, but not anymore. Like, that's not my personality. And so... Just standing there clapping for people without, like you said, giving them advice or helping them, you know, with problem solving, but just sitting there and not saying a word and then not even saying a word. Then I don't even know if they heard me sometimes because they had their headset in, but like just stand. It was such a powerful lesson for me and a good reminder that sometimes I just need to keep my mouth shut and just clap for people and let them like God's working with them. God's showing them he's got them on a path. And sometimes it's not my job to come in and try to fix it. It's just my job to sit there and say, great job. You got it. You're doing this. You got it. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so true because there are so many times, especially in today's environment, when we are comparing ourselves to others. And maybe that friend that you work with, or maybe that friend that lives in the neighborhood, they're trying something different. They're trying something new, or maybe they're a baby Christian and they're just learning how to study God's word. Whatever they're doing, oftentimes all they need is to have somebody who's willing to stand there and let them simply be them. Yes. And you know, it was so funny because like, so there's several different types of runners, right? 
there's the runners that are like in it to win it. Like this is their A game. They're bringing it like they're the front of the pack. Um, they're serious. They're dressed serious. You know, then there's the ones that you can tell are, you know, didn't want to sit on the couch, but enjoy running. And so then they're, you know, they're there just to kind of get some exercise. And then there's the people that I relate to that like you can tell it took everything they had to get there <laughs> to just participate and show up and kind of stretch themselves the new runners if you will and it's funny because oftentimes I can be that first person that's type a that's driven and I feel like when they were running they were running so fast and so intently that they didn't stop to hear the people cheering like they didn't um, acknowledge that we were cheering for them which is totally cool like we're not in it for acknowledgement but then there's the people who were the ones that like really needed the cheerleading and man like the the light on their face the thank you the wave you know it just I, I reminded me to not be that first person sometimes to enjoy being clapped at because we all need some cheerleaders in our life. We all need the people that just stand there. Like Luann, you are probably one of the best cheerleaders that I know. <laughs> like you clap and cheer uh, for everyone. Like you were on their team, just praying them into success, really. Like you are just so for everyone. And it was such a good reminder for me. Oh, well, I, I have my moments, just like everyone else. <laughs> but what, what I want to zero in on this week as we're gathered around the table is talking about your cross-country event in a different light. Because aren't we all running cross-country right now? Yes. We're all running a race that God has put in us to run. And every one of us has something different maybe we have a different goal that we're running toward maybe we have a different pace that we're running maybe we have a totally different angle on the way we run but i want to encourage you today that we get it and some of the things that holly and i are going to point out as we cross country together are the ways that we can get through this race cheering one another on. And so Holly, you said that sometimes we need someone to just stand there and clap. And then other yeah. times we all need to be the one clapping and cheering that other person on. How vital has that been in your life? I mean, it's it makes or break your life. Like, I think it really does. I think if we really just step back in the times where we feel the loneliest, the times where, you know, we just feel probably the furthest away from God, feel like, you know, I, I don't I feel like God's forgotten me. I had these dreams on my heart, but they're just all in the gutter. Like it's the people who come beside you and clap for you and just say, yeah, you're a person who makes mistakes, but aren't we all? And like, let's get up, let's dust off our feet and let's go. Like, let's run together. And, you know, there was at the end of the race and this, this brought tears to my eyes and I am not a crier at all, but like this little dude, like it put me to shame one because I'm, I'll be 41 in a few weeks and I'm just standing there 
clapping. And this dude's like 86 and he's out there running. And he was the last person in line in the race. He very last out of the three um, groups or whatever. And along the way, all the kids that he passed started running with him. And so he didn't cross the finish line alone. And I think that's why it's so important to have people clapping and, and try to find the people who will clap the loudest for you because you're not lonely. Even if you feel far from God, you're not lonely if you have somebody right beside you clapping you and cheering you on um, in mm. this race of life. Well, I know that a lot of times you being your age, which you are describing as older, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to punch you in the face because <laughs> you are not old. And, and like honest, <laughs> no, because if you're old, then I have one foot in the grave. So let's just not even talk about old today. We're going to talk about, though, how we do get tired. You know, and let's just admit it. There are times when we don't even feel like we have the energy to step up and start running again. And, and I don't know about you, but I have wrestled with that feeling, uh, especially lately, you know, because you're like, oh, it, does it matter whether I'm running or not? Does it matter? I'm so tired that I don't know if I really want to keep running this crazy race. And then God will remind me that, hey, guess what? It's not all about you. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and sometimes that's so hard to hear, but it's exactly what we need to hear. Because when we are the most tired, that's when we need to stop poor, poor, pitiful me and look around and see who needs me right now? Who needs me right now to step up and applaud for them and clap for them? And something really amazing happens when you do that. All of a sudden, you get a second wind and you start feeling better. And then you want to go on. You like put a dagger in my heart of conviction right now, Luann. That is so true. When we are like, I can't go on. I can't do this. Oftentimes we are so turned in on ourselves and so we just are in doom and gloom and that is exactly when God is like, but it's not about you. You know, we're all in this race together. It's coming beside the last person and running beside them. And I will admit, like, I did not want to go to this cross country meet. I had never been to one before. It did not sound fun to me just standing in the same spot for three hours clapping like that's not my jam I could be organizing <laughs> I could be color coding I could be doing something productive and it was such a conviction that like again I could be so into myself and my to-do list that I feel like I need to function and I could have missed this opportunity and it really like once I got there and once I got surrounded by the people it was so much fun and it really was so much fun to step outside of my life and my problems and my busyness and my luggage that I'm carrying and just to step into somebody's moment of their life and give them a smile and to clap and to cheer and to be like, 
you got this. Like, you are so amazing. You are so awesome. And just to speak words of encouragement over people that I don't know, maybe that maybe they were able to take it with them once the race stopped. You know, maybe not. But I hope that they knew that somebody showed up for them that didn't have to. And they were clapping when they didn't have to. And it's so important for us to stop focusing on ourselves, like you said, and to see what God has out there in the world. There are people who are hurting and are suffering and have depression. And we never know when just a simple clap can change their direction. You know, so true. And I love what you said there about your desire to do an activity instead of just showing up. Sometimes we feel like if we're not quote unquote productive, then we really aren't doing anything worthwhile. And I want to just uh, put a, a big dagger in that statement because it's totally false. Yeah. A lot of times our doing our doing activity work and being productive is the total opposite of what God is wanting and needing us to do. I have the privilege occasionally of being able to be a speech coach for um, a high school speech team. My daughter teaches speech and she's their coach. And so she'll call and or she'll send me an email and say, I'm short on coaches. Can you coach this weekend? And I mean, it's when you sign up to do it, it's sometimes all day Saturday and all day Sunday and your weekend is gone. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing that I watch. And here's what I say after every single round. These kids have come from all over the state and they are standing up there in front of their peers, giving it all they've got. And some uh, sometimes they mess up. Sometimes they do great. And I had one girl break down in tears and just wanted to stop after she forgot her intro two or three times. And I said, take a breath. Start over. If you walk away now, you may never do this again. Mm. Just take a breath and keep starting over. And at the end of every single round, I would always tell the kids, look, I am applauding you because you're here. There are a lot of kids who are sitting on the couch at home and they're not learning how to do life. And you are the future leaders of our country because you got out of bed and you came here and you did it. So I don't care if you come in first or you come in last. That's not what today is about. It's about you getting up and doing it. Don't ever stop. And they walk out with tears and they send me messages later and they say, wow, I came in last, but it doesn't matter. I showed up. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're supposed to be doing for one another day in, day out. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. And it's so easy to be like, oh, that's a whole weekend. Like that's a whole weekend that I would not be able to get all the things that I need to do done, you know, and it, but you know, you can't do what God is calling you to do most of the time by not being around people. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, you know, and I have to check myself. Like, I volunteer and teach pregnancy classes to our local pregnancy center. 
and we have all different kinds of moms and all different kinds of situations. But I tell you what, like those nights are my favorite nights, but those nights are the hardest to get motivated to do. And I don't know why. It's like, it's, it's, if it feels like a battle in my soul, like, am I going to show up? Am I going to do my best? Am I going to build these relationships with these women? Or am I going to take the lazy way and not, not worry about doing anything? And so it's a battle of laziness, I feel like sometimes. And, you know, I, you have to watch it for me. I do. And for, you know, everybody else who doesn't have kids, there's always people watching. There's always people watching how you're going to handle situations. And I know like when we were um, getting ready to leave for the cross country team, like in my mind, I was like, okay, what can I fake? Um, can I fake a cough? <laughs> um, is there anybody I know that's been exposed to COVID that I could like, <laughs> I'm going through? Shame on you. <laughs> right? It's, yes, right? Pray for me. Like my heart is, my heart can be so selfish because I just don't want to leave my house. I'm such an introvert sometimes. And so that was going on in my mind. And like, what if I had said that out loud in front of my children? Like, what mm. does that teach them? What does that show them about me? What does that show them about my relationship with the Lord? What does that show them about fulfilling obligations that we have? Um, you know, and so in those moments where we have a choice to stay home or show up, who's watching us show up? Who's watching us? And not that we do it for the applaud of man. That's not it at all. I'm just saying, who's watching us make those excuses? Who's watching us have that bad attitude and have, who's watching us know that we've only done it like halfway. We didn't give our best. And it, it's obvious. And especially if you have children, like they pick up, they can sniff that stuff out. They've got like this little sniffer that sniffs out every bad character that you have and they can exploit it. <laughs> and, you know, but you try not to give them a reason to see that. And so fulfilling those obligations, not complaining about having to do that. Um, Cause boy, in my heart, I was complaining about having to go to that cross country race, but I'm so glad that I did it. I'm so glad that I set that example for my son that we show up and we feel obligations, even if it's just because we said we would. You know, as we talk today about cross country, not just the race that we may go watch, but the race that we're actually in as we cross the country with our good news. You know, you and I have something that we are called to share with the world. And we can't do that when we're sitting on the couch. <clears throat> we can't do that when we're keeping our distance from everyone. And I know, I know that it's been so easy to slip back into that. And so many of my friends right now, they've been social distancing so long that they're having a hard time coming out of that. Mm -hmm. They're having a hard time wanting to get back around people. And I get that. I understand that we have to be safe. On the other hand, we have to be willing to say, okay, God, what is it you're calling me to do across this country? What is it you're calling me to share? What is it you want me to do and set an example for the kids that are in my life. You know, Holly, we do grandma and grandpa camp every year. 
And as my kids are getting older, my grandkids are getting older, they are, uh, they're noticing things. And as you said, we don't always react right and they catch you. Mm -hmm. Boy, did they catch you. And so I have learned that when I mess up or I say or do something, I try to immediately say, that wasn't right. And I apologize for saying that or doing that in front of you. Uh, we had a, a horrible situation happen this year. The kids were all out in the lake and they had just finished cupcake wars. So my kitchen was an absolute disaster. <laughs> so I, I sent them out with their life vests on to be out in the lake together. And I could see them from the window and we have neighbors that have many, many dogs. And I've a I told them ahead of time, hey, my grandkids are going to be here uh, for this week. Could you please not let the dogs come over into our yard? Because they do all the time. And they said, sure. Well, I looked up. I had not been in the kitchen without them for more than three or four minutes and I look up and one of their dogs is on top of one of my grandchildren oh. uh, and I went running out the back door and it's a good jaunt from our house to the lake and I'm running and I'm yelling for the neighbor to come and get the dog the bottom line is I the dog had scratched up my grandchild and I was not handling it very well. Yeah. I was like, I was like, get your dog yeah. out of our yard. And I, and he was like, what do you expect me to do? And I said, you know, I don't know. I just know that it's hurting my grandchild. And I was, I was, uh, I was using a very raised voice. I was grabbing all the kids and trying to keep them safe. And I was shaking all over. And finally, when the when the whole situation subsided, I said, guys, hi, I'm sorry. Are you OK? I'm sorry. I behaved badly like that with the neighbor. And my grandson, who's 15, said, oh, grandma, uh, as soon as I saw you come and I was like that guy, he may be twice as tall as grandma, but he doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> Don't mess with the mama bear. <laughs> but, you know, we were able to laugh about it. I'm like, you know, there are a million ways I could have handled that. And this was probably not the right one. But, you know, I think it's important, too, that when we are standing and cheering and we're doing all those things that uh, we want to do for our kids and grandkids and friends and family, when we mess up and we don't handle the situation right and we know that people are watching and learning, it's so important to admit it and ask for forgiveness. Yes. I, I mean, and I think that sometimes, um, you know, asking forgiveness is a form of cheerleading and clapping and setting a good example. Because um, sometimes ask that forgiveness, asking for it can mean more to somebody than clapping. Um, sometimes it's, it's just as important as the others. So that's definitely a, and a great point. And yeah, you, you don't mess with mama bear when something happens to grandkids or kids, little people become very big. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the bottom line of our, of our discussion around the table today about cross country, how we go cross country together, arm in arm cheering one another on is critical 
And sometimes we need to be the one that just stands there and applauds and says, way to go, you've got this. And other times we need someone in our life to applaud and say, it's okay, you're doing great. And even when we're tired, we've got to show up. And we have to remember who around us is watching. So this week, the challenge is we've got to take what we've learned today, what we've talked about today, and actually do it. Let's get off the couch. Let's go intermingle with people. Let's show up to the cross-country meets. Let's show up to the speech tournaments. Let's show up to our church events. And let's make a difference in someone's life this week. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.